0: hey what's up everybody this is the steel Maze nation podcast and my name is fred moore and i want to ask you for your help in supporting this podcast it's been about three years i've been doing it i have sponsors but uh what i can use from you guys is if you subscribe like and share on whatever platform you're watching or listening on and please tell your friends And also, you could go to SteelMaceNation.com and you could purchase uh, maybe a shirt or check out the $99 Steel Mace Workshop, which covers everything Steel Mace. Um, Another great way to support is by supporting the sponsors of the podcast. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Freedom Strength Company, FreedomStrengthCo.com. If you go to Freedom Strength Co., uh, you know you can check out what they have um i've been talking about them for a little bit now they they're a newer sponsor but uh sandbags that they make are great i have a couple of their sandbags and i beat the crap out of them they are you know i overload them with sand to make them heavier i slam them on the ground they're really easy to transport i could just throw them right in the back of my truck and um you know, they're, they're fun to work out with, and I think a great complement with Steel Mace and Steel Clubs. And speaking of Steel Mace and Steel Clubs, the other sponsor is adxclub.com. Go to adxclub.com, check out what they have. We're talking about adjustable steel mace uh, made in America, delivered right to your door. Um, really great to work out with the adjustable units because you could progressively load the weight, and I believe that it prevents uh it's easier to uh prevent injury first of all because uh, you could go very small incremental adjustments and those small adjustments are easy for your body to adapt to without overloading your joints and your tendons so check out addictsclub.com and pick something up and you'll see what i mean all right thanks for listening to the podcast let's get to the show i hope you enjoy it change the button there all right hey what's up everybody welcome back to the podcast today with me is jamie pinto who is the alchemist on instagram uh if you're in the steel mace community you know him well um he's been around the country spinning mace doing steel mace flow and uh, if you're not uh aware of steel mace flow and you're watching this podcast for some other reason well you're in for a treat because every time i've Done a podcast with you, Jamie, which has been a lot of times. You've been on the podcast a lot. It's gone into some very deep conversations well beyond Steel Mace, and uh it's always a very good conversation, and I was eager to uh, get you back on for today's conversation. So, um, yeah, just give us uh, a quick idea of who you are in case uh, some people are still uh, not – they don't know you for some reason – and how to get in touch with you uh, for steel mace training and things like that.
1: Okay. Um, I work for the steel mace flow education team. Um, I coach level one, I coach level two, I do private work, I do group work, um, and pretty much everything in between. Um, You can get in contact with me through steel mace flow, or you can get in contact with me on Instagram or Facebook. You just look up my name and I'm there.
0: All right. And you're in Philadelphia. and but I'm in you... Philadelphia,
1: Pennsylvania. I'm in Manioc actually, which is uh, a part of Philadelphia.
0: Okay. And yeah, you get around though, man, you, you're, there's like uh, you travel out to hook up with Leo uh, Savage and other steel mace coaches to perfect your, your art that you do. And, uh, people might be able to find you just about anywhere. So yeah, make sure you follow Jamie on his Instagram so you could stay up to date with his whereabouts and what he's doing. And um, so I shared the screen here and I'm showing everybody if you're watching on video, you could see if you're watching, if you're listening on audio, you'll just have to, uh, I'll read this part um, that from Jamie's post. And this was uh, the impetus for us to get together today and talk. So uh, in his post, it says neuroscience. After death, you're aware that you've died, says scientist. And um, that that was interesting because I remember reading a story about uh, somebody's uh, death experience who came back, and it kind of uh, stirred some thoughts in me. But anyway, Jamie goes on to say, from a very young age, I knew something. I never knew how to communicate or verbalize that something. My mother said I talked about it when I was extremely young. She's always been curious about the unexplainable. I could still remember dreams of flying around my neighborhood at night in the air, taking huge leaps across the land like the Hulk does, following, falling into nothingness very slowly. I think that's a dream a lot of us have had. I, I remember stuff like that when I was a kid, too. Uh, then you go on to talk about some of the books that you've read. And you pretty much sum it up that, you know, that there's more to this experience than we think or we think we know. There's knowledge out there. And if you're lucky enough to find it or it finds you. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty profound, Jamie. And, um, you know, tell us about that post that you put up and what's behind that.
1: Well, I mean, the the first thing I kind of have to point out in that post is, um it's it says uh, something that can be misconstrued misconstrued, which is after you've died, uh, you know that you're dead, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna unpack that a little bit because um, diving into work from say Robert Monroe or Dr. Raymond Moody and people like that, um, there's there's a there's a whole There's a whole death process that happens with uh, your energetic body once it leaves your physical body. Um, And a lot of times, uh, depending on the way that the person lived their life, um, they actually won't know that they have died. They will still think that they are alive and they will continue doing these loops and patterns that they were doing in their normal everyday life, although... Something will seem off to them. Like people will not be communicating with them. Um, very much like uh, what you saw in um, the M Night Shyamalan's movie uh, with Bruce Willis. I can't remember it right now, but you oh, know the movie I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. What, that was that's going back into the '90s now,
1: right? But uh. it's very, very close to that kind of dynamic um, with this what that article was referring to um, was to sum it up. They basically had, they found brain activity um, happening in the frontal lobes of the brain. I believe it was after the person had died. Um, They were pronounced dead. Their heart had stopped everything, Um, but they still had brain activity going on for a period of time. And uh, that person uh, having a, a sense of consciousness still, uh, there and within them. Um, and this also, uh, this dives into another, another, uh, deeper offshoot, which is, um, that is just, uh, almost like if someone's in that, in that kind of state, whether, um, you know, like in a, in a comatose, uh, or, psychosis or something like that, where they can't communicate and they're on their way out um that's just like remnants of consciousness still left in the physical body but their consciousness has already like uh kind of like left the scene um but i guess to um to 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 kind of like uh round everything up um this has been an area of research and study for me for um almost three decades. Um, it goes farther back than anything that I ever picked up because, uh, when I was a child, like I said, nobody could understand. I, nobody could explain to me what was happening while I went to sleep and I had dreams and I would have these really, really vivid, vivid dreams that I couldn't explain. Um, and I, I didn't have any sort of language or 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 way to explain um, these experiences. And, and like I said, these are things that are common with a lot of people. People will have dreams of falling. They will have dreams of floating around their neighborhood and things like this. And it's just like, oh, well, that's just your that's just your imagination. That's just yeah, you know, this just you dreaming and 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 all that. But there's something far more deeper they uh, mechanically happening. And what it basically comes down to is like this very simple statement, um, that everybody will recognize. Um, and when something that you're taught when you're a kid, when you, when you experience things that are unexplainable by adults, they say, oh, that's your, just your imagination. Right. Right. So remember when we were kids and it was time to use your imagination, we would play make believe. Yeah. Right. So like, let's just dissect that a little bit. The phrase we're going to play make believe with your imagination. Okay. Why are we playing make believe with my imagination? Because it comes out under this pretense that, well, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just making this up. We're, this is just the fantasy. But as, as you come to know, as you do the work and you do all the research and you have the experiences, your imagination is a very, very real thing. Um, it's very much like it's the way that I explain your imagination is your imagination is a muscle that you can't see. It's not a muscle that you see physically on your body. It's an internal muscle that you learn to strengthen and condition over time through various various practices. And there's many ways to strengthen your imagination,
0: God. And isn't it true, though, that our entire society, our world, our culture, it really all started up here in our imagination at some degree or another?
1: So you're right. And here's the thing the faculty of imagination is kind of the thing that separates us from the animal kingdom. Right. It's the the very thing that makes us human having a mind. Right. And, and having a very complex mind at that. So, you know, we, it's funny. We, we were, we're born, we have parents. um, And we're taught, all this stuff about life when we're kids, um, some, some of us are brought into a religion, um, what have you, like, there's so many different things, right, and when you're a kid, it's up until about, I think it's, like, age seven, um, you're mostly in, like, a theta brain state, which is, like, a deep learning brain state, um, that's why you're, like, that's why you can have, like, that's why you can use your imagination so much and the world is full of wonder because you're, you're in that brain state of like, I'm learning everything at an accelerated pace here to form some kind of, some kind of foundation to like act on, right? So those, those first few years are pretty crucial in your development of how you experience the world. God forbid you have, you know, some terrible traumas happen at that time that can skew it even more. Um, but what, what I'm basically getting at is in those, in that period of time is when you start to form, um, the foundation of like your core beliefs about how you experience life and reality. And, that can that that can go all over the spectrum for so many different types of people, like I said, different walks of life, different religions, different cultures, yada, yada, yada. so we have we have uh, more belief systems in this world and more religions than you can think of right off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. It's not here's the truth, <laughs> right? So I've always dug into caves, into holes, into the corners of the internet, into corners of books, into uh, psychedelic use, um, into plant medicine, into everything that I could possibly get knowledge from to find what is the truth, what is really happening here. Because I know that my Catholic school upbringing did not tell me the truth. I went to 14 years of Catholic school, two years of nursery school that was Catholic and then uh, grade one through eight. And then through high school, all Catholic, I was an altar boy. Um, So I was very much into, or in in, my life was entwined with the Catholic church and uh, being a Catholic. And any question that I had about death was, Oh, well, you basically, you go to heaven if you're a good person and you go to hell if you're a bad person. But that didn't make sense to me because of all of the things in between of, well, God is love. And well, if God is love and you're forgiven, well, then how do you end up down here in this? in What's purgatory, by the way? A purgatory is like this in-between of like, you're not quite going to hell. You're not quite going to heaven. So it's like, okay, you hang out here and people pray for you. To get into heaven, it's like uh, you, you basically are like a like a like you have a fundraiser for yourself in purgatory. God,
0: uh, you're talking about Walmart purgatory.
1: Uh, I, but yeah, it's <laughs> so it's and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like in all these religions, in all these belief systems, and everything like that, there is a line of truth that runs through it all. It's just that the story has been misconstrued misconstrued through time right because um well different power structures and different things that if if i have a, if i have a bunch of people believe this thing and i run it well then that pours a bunch of uh, pow- a bunch of uh, mental energy into my spectrum and i get to um manipulate and control reality how i see fit right so we have a lot of that going on too um in in this magical experiment we call earth but really what it comes down to is like there are people out there that have mapped this death process in a more practical uh, mechanical logical way Um, and you can find those practice those are that that is a practice very hidden away in occult teachings and and hidden knowledge like that but if you fast forward in time um, and this is so funny because um, I'm going to wrap something for you here. Um, Here's three books I read in my mid twenties, Robert Monroe journeys out of the body, Robert Monroe far journeys, Robert Monroe, ultimate journey okay so i read these when i was probably about i want to say 25 26 27 around there um and they are extremely profound books but they're um they are thick with knowledge and um and things that you have to read quite a few times to um, kind of uh, translate to yourself what he's actually talking about. Um, so I was fully aware of Robert Monroe and, and the Gateway Process and the Monroe Institute in my 20s. And I was actually practicing uh, his hemisync method. I bought a few hemi-sync CDs and I was practicing them um, pretty regularly. What I didn't understand was how much you actually need to practice them, and because at the at the same time I was um, playing music, going to shows, and doing all that stuff, my life was pretty much governed by being creative. Mm-hmm. And this was on the my bedstand table for when I was done all that stuff. Um. So if you can remember, maybe like you've probably seen it over the past two or three years, like a a blurb will pop up about it here or there on Facebook or Instagram or something about how, um, the CIA, uh, there's a, there's a CIA document released in 2003 that basically explains the nature of consciousness.
0: Yes. Yes. In fact, I was just listening to something on that the other day. I can't remember what it was was a podcast, but go ahead.
1: I can explain it to you. So it's, It's a 30-page, I believe it's a 30-page document, and for the longest time, page 25 was missing. So they were saying, oh, there's got to be something special on page 25. Well, after that came out, um, basically, uh, Vice did an article on it. That's kind of like what really popped it through the surface when Vice picked it up. And then... uh, The Monroe Institute saw that Vice had picked it up and and they're just like, if you come down to the Monroe Monroe Institute, we'll give you the full transcript. We have it. So they give it to Vice and the 25th page is there. And yeah, there's definitely some information on the 25th page, but there was no conspiracy theory about it or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, that something had happened where one of the pages got lost or whatever. It wasn't like this, the, the secret of life is on this page. <laughs> the secret of life is in the entire document. You have yeah. to read it. But what it basically does is it, it sums up these three books in 30 pages in a, um, a very, very accelerated way. That is a very, very bare bones description of what they were doing at the Monroe Institute at that time. Because the Monroe Institute was formed in, he started, he, he was a, he was a, a um, he worked in radio broadcasting and he did pretty well for himself. So um, when he started having these experiences out of the blue, Uh, he didn't know what they were. He thought he was sick. He thought he was having, you know, psychotic break, whatever. So he researched and researched and researched and traveled the country trying to talk to people who had these experiences. That leads him into sinking money from his own company into an R&D department for himself, which then transforms into the Monroe Institute. And then so his experiences... They learned how to replicate his experiences through sound therapy, which is the invention of the HemiSync that he uh, brought to. Uh,
0: and would that instances. be uh, where we're talking about four hundred thirty-two megahertz or uh, whatever? Uh, the, the the yes, the, the God and no uh, rhythm or the God chime or something. So yes and no. Okay. This is,
1: that's a different conversation. Um, that just gets into sacred geometry, shapes, and everything, and how that uh, is translated into sound and vibrational okay. waves. That's okay. what that is. All right. Good. I'm,
0: sink, cleared that up. Good. Yeah.
1: Then we can have that conversation on another podcast. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I know all about that because I traveled down the 432 hertz thing for years. <laughs> um, it did. The whole Witch Fist album. Yeah. Is recorded in 432 hertz. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's so uh,
1: Didn't know that one. No. Um, so uh, what the hemi-sync is, is it pumps one frequency into your right ear, one frequency into your left ear, and they're only a few megahertz off. So it creates this resonance like a bell.
0: Okay. Yes. And what it
1: does is it syncs up the left and the right hemispheres. Um, and what you do is, After While that's happening, uh, the Hemisync, the gateway experience as a whole is like wave one, wave two, wave three, wave four, wave five, wave six, all the way up to wave eight. And then there's tracks in the waves. So track one is like orientation. Track two is like we're going to get where you're basically going to start imagining a mental box that you put all of your bullshit in from the day so you can focus on what we're going to tell you on down the line through the gateway process. Well, what it actually is, is um, it's simplifying um, a lot of occult practices for uh, the layman without any sort of dogma or any sort of weird um, like new age woo-woo beliefs. It's like like super cold and scientific and just very practical, the entire gateway experience. And that's why I liked it because there was nothing like, New agey or woo woo about it. It was okay. just like so cut and dry. So, um, as he was as he was making the 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 Monroe Institute a thing, and there was all these doctors, psychologists, all kinds of practitioners from different modalities, uh, Reiki practitioners. All these people were pouring into the Monroe Institute and have and he was able to replicate his experience with the gateway experience so what he talks about in these books he was able to replicate for other people so you know he wasn't just some fucking crazy kooky dude because what he did he was able to do for other people and the moreau institute is still an operate is still operates today to this very day um but at some point the cia comes in and goes hey we would like to see what you're doing and take a look around. Is that cool? And if he's like, Robert was like, of course. Yeah, I, I encourage it. I'm studying human consciousness here. So that 30-page paper um, gives you, like I said, a very bare-bones, broad, 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 broad view of the things that are discussed in this book. And um, it also brings in, like, like I said, like, It can, it's comparative with like hidden knowledge from occult practices and whatnot, and um, it's a very interesting thing. Um, but when I posted uh that uh that post on Instagram, that's like old news to me, (laughs) yes, (laughs) right? This this is like, I was like, this is this is just funny, like, (laughs) this is coming out now, yeah, this is this is more than 30 years old like yeah. literally it's just it's just that it, it's it's something that you have to go and look for and you have to read the books and you have to you have to look up the people's uh videos from when they gave presentations at this place and this place and this place 20 30 years ago it's like yeah this is not a new thing
0: yeah it, by if, any if I stretch may- um what i what what i was referring to when i we opened the podcast was i remember reading a story a person passed away in the hospital they said that they saw their body underneath them and then they floated above the hospital and they remembered as they were exiting through the roof they saw a shoe just a shoe just laying on the roof and then they must have done something down below uh you know put the paddles on the dude and and zapped him gave him a shot of adrenaline whatever but they got him back and he he woke up and he was alive and he said i had an out-of-body experience and i remember seeing a shoe on the roof so everybody was like let's go on the let's go on the roof and see and they went up there and there was a shoe yeah and And that's not the only story though there's tons of them yes and there's there's actually people who have done research books compiling all this stuff together yeah. So it's 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 hard to say it's not true. Um it has to be looked at. So I'm sorry, go ahead, continue with your train of thought there.
1: Well, you're 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 absolutely right. Um the thing is there's there's as much evidence unexplainable evidence in the near death experience uh genre as there is in the UFO genre. Yeah. There's just, there's just as much, there's thousands upon thousands of cases across the world in different cultures, Mm -hmm. not, not just in America, in different cultures. So, you know, I was having a conversation a few weeks back and um, someone had, had, had lost their parents um, uh, pretty close to each other. And this person um, was kind of an, kind of an atheist, just like, yeah, this is all there is. You die, you die. And I was just like, ah, I I can see where, like, where you're, you know, why, why you would feel that way. And there's like, there's a lot of pain and frustration and, um, and, and grief still happening there. Um, but let me just put this, let me just put all that to ease for you that, there is so 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 much more happening than what we perceive in in this life. And rest assured that um, you're going to do this again. Your parents are going to do this again. You're all going to meet up together again, and you're all going to keep doing this a number of times to do a very specific purpose. So you just ended up being the child this time. You may be the parent next time, or you may be. What, whatever it is inside that 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 soul group of characters and whatever they're trying to accomplish or do inside of this reality, um, it's going to happen again. So um, just understand that, you know, and, and put your mind and your heart at ease because uh, you don't have to grieve like that. You don't have to be that kind of sad um, and, and frustrated.
0: Yeah, it's like the Christian biblical view where um... – like you don't get all worried about what's happening right now on earth because we're going to be going to another place and that's what it's all about so just chill it it's going to be okay right right
1: and but t- so here's here's the thing with that now we get into the way that belief systems are structured yeah and we have we have as many belief systems as you can think about on this planet in this beautiful, uh, holographic experiment. And, um, what you'll see is when, after you've, when you dive into all these books and then you dive into, um, channelers and you dive into, um, the Tibetan book of the dead and you, you dive into the Egyptian book of the dead, you'll see a common thing that, that happens through all of this stuff. And, um, just to save everybody a bunch of time and years that it took me to find all these truths
0: that's why you hire a coach by the way if you, right <laughs> yeah so if you could yeah. cut all those corners yep
1: yeah <laughs> um what it what it it's so funny because it's so simple and it's so mechanical at the same time um like in uh uh, I'll just say in the in, in his second book, Far Journeys, uh, Robert Monroe does a beautiful job at explaining uh, where people are at spiritually, emotionally, and mentally during their time here. And then when they die, what happens according to what they were experiencing? So let's say like somebody was like a terrible alcoholic or a terrible drug addict when that person dies they don't know that they're dead and they're still walking around in this weird state in between death and and life where they're still trying to drink alcohol they're still trying to shoot heroin they're still they're still locked in that that pattern that looping pattern
0: now this is this is evidenced by people actually doing it and then coming back and saying it happened to them is that where this knowledge comes from of this happening yes
1: okay yeah. and his so you put, like i said you have to read his books and you have to understand what that whole what, what they do as far as work um they 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 would literally travel in the astral planes and help people in different areas that they were stuck and basically like lead them out into another area that would help them uh basically like graduate per se if i could sum it up i'm i'm butchering it because it's like it's such a complex yeah thing that's happening so let's say okay so somebody was an addict and When they die, they're going to be repeating those loops of being an addict and they're going to be trying to get their fix and all this stuff. So then you have, uh, we'll say like the, uh, a place after that and that the place after that is, um, like a, a multi-level ring of belief systems. So if you're Catholic, if you're Christian and you believe in the Christian God and the and the, in the dogmatic sense and all of the scriptures and everything like that. Well, you basically go to this place where everybody that believe that ends up mm. and everybody's there. And it's like, okay, we're here. Yeah. But what you'll see is as people are there, there's like, it's not totally, completely what is talked about like as heaven. It's almost like this in between state. Where they're like, "Oh, I actually like I'm reviewing my life and everything that I did, and I actually have more to do. So I have to go back and do these other things. And through each belief system, through, through each like multi-level layered of belief systems, there's people filtering in to all these places according to their beliefs. But their belief is not the end-all, be-all. There's no, like, one, like, there's no, like, religion or belief that is, like, the truth. It's just a belief. So they end up in this zone, basically, of whatever they believed, right? And then you have, like, say, uh, a place beyond that, which is beyond beliefs, to start to know what is actually happening. And... Then it goes on to a place beyond that and a place beyond that. And it basically what it's, what it's describing is um, how like Dante talks about the seven, like the seven levels of heaven and everything like that. Um, All all this stuff has been talked about in ancient texts in very different ways. But when he talks about it, it's very matter of fact. Um, So, Basically, what, it, what, it, what it's getting to is this thing that when you, when you come into this plane of existence, you're coming into literally a holographic reality where you're supposed to learn all of these things through emotional experience. And your emotional experience ends up being like your currency when you pass through to the other side your belief systems and your emotional experience are literally the currency that get you through the gates past, um, death and how, what you learned and how you reacted to what you learned is, uh, basically like how you're marked. We'll say how you're graded and, um, you have to, you have to get it perfect. You have to grade high, but you will keep coming back to repeat the questions that you failed.
0: So reincarnation?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. You've done this a lot of times. You just don't remember. And what it basically comes down to is like, and this this branches into a lot of like occult practices and channelers and things that they talk about, which is a certain practice that uh, is, you connecting to all of your parallel lives at the same time and pulling knowledge from each one into to balance them all at the same time. So we a popular movie that just came out, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, if anybody's seen that movie, that's literally the the hidden gem that's in that movie. She starts pulling, experiences from all of her parallel lives and realities into one to basically make, make all of
0: them balance out. She does it knowingly though. Like she yeah, knows, she, what does, she's doing. she knows where well, it's coming from
1: or she, she knows, knows it.
0: where it's coming. Somebody explains the
1: process to her. And it's like, it's, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a tactical method because they're battling something essentially. And it's, it's, okay. it's you know, it's like a defense, uh, technique per se it's very very much how like in the in the matrix how neo's just like okay we're gonna plug this thing into you you're gonna know kung fu right
0: but yeah you know
1: so it's very much like that um
0: Uh, jamie let's do this let's uh, time flies man um we got about a minute left so what I want you to do is say something to tease everybody to watch the next part to this podcast, do some real good marketing right now. Let's leave everybody on a cliffhanger. So they want to watch the next episode.
1: I'm going to make your life so much easier by a few statements.
0: Whoa. Well, let's get to that. then. All right. So guys, we're going to, we're going to hang this one up because this podcast is brought to you by zoom. And unless I pay for it, um, They're going to cut us off and I don't want to pay for it, at least not unless I could get some of you guys to help support the podcast. So if you could do that, then maybe I could kick it over and upgrade to the um, to the next level of Zoom. Otherwise, check out the next episode. It's going to be with Jamie. We're going to continue this conversation and we're going to find out how he's going to make our life much easier with just a few statements. All right. See you at the next episode.